When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate. You call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people if they can become something more. Like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast and resource devoted to the discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol. My name is Jesse Aiken. I am joined by my co-host and good friend, Chris Ruffett. How are you doing today, Chris? Man, I'm all right. I don't know about this rude dude with a bad attitude we're about to talk about today, though. Just like last week was the first and most crucial initial point of the good guys we're at the initial point of the bad guys here the tip of the spear baby this week chris we haven't had time to play any games but the game is about to be out like we're literally on the cusp right now which is crazy so excited i mean because we're just days away and it's just insane i cannot wait to go to our stores local event dropping the game i can't wait to start putting these models together the you hype get is your, real you get your modok <laughs> I get my Hulk. Gray Hulk, baby. It's happening. I have decided. I'm into it. I've decided. It's Gray Hulk, purple pants. We're going to have to get another Hulk. We know that. But for now, we're going to stick with the one. (laughs) We're going to have to have two colored Hulks, 100%. Well, I'm probably doing Daredevil yellow, too. It's fine. Ooh, I like that. I've made a lot of decisions since last episode. Okay. A lot of decisions. Quite a bit. Today's episode is going to revolve around the character of Red Skull, the main bad guy in the corset. We're going to continue our series of going through the corset. The last two weeks we did the corset, then we did Captain America. Now we're doing Red Skull. But before we dive into the lore, I think we need to take care of a little business. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy the show, consider supporting it with a monthly contribution. We thank all of our patrons for their support. This week, we want to thank our new patron, Mara Jade is a babe. <laughs> yes, she Indeed is. Indeed, she is. Thank you, Mara Jade is a babe. I think I know exactly who this is, Chris. Love the name so much. Chris, let's go into lore. All right, Jesse, let's start this section by asking, who is the Red Skull? Red Skull was Johann Schmidt, who was a Nazi general officer and confidant of Adolf Hitler. Let's remember that Red Skull was made the exact same time that Captain America was when these comics were released, Chris, concurrently with the war. That's right. So Johan has been closely affiliated with Hydra and is the enemy of S.H.I.E.L.D., 
Oh, that's ironic for us. The Avengers <laughs> and the interests of the United States and the free world in general, augmented by having his mind placed in the body of a, a clone of Captain America at one point, who was the pinnacle of human perfection. He has also been seemingly killed in the past, only a return time and time and time again to plague the world with schemes of world domination and genocide and just pure evil. Constantly at odds with the U.S., the Avengers, and obviously Captain America. He is just bad. And what's interesting about this character, Chris, we had to do him this week because not only is our lore going to line up perfectly with last episode, so is our strategy because they nailed this character in this game. As Cap was the leader of the good guys from the core set, Red Skull is the leader of the bad guys, and you're going to want him in every bad guy list. And once again, Atomic Mass knocked it out of the park here. I'm not saying this just to suck up to these guys. This character, they just, the powers and everything, it's just so great. Oh, yeah. Before we get into all that, we got a few more things to take care of here. His first appearance in comics was in Captain America Comics number one. Once again, just like Captain America, it was dated 1941, but actually came out. For sale in December of 1940. Happens a lot with novels and right. comics. And like Captain America, he was he was created by the legendary Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. Okay, so we got legends again creating an iconic villain, just like we had an iconic hero last week. Those two guys, man. Where they came up with so many good archetypical characters and just such great characters for pulp writing, just beyond me. Those guys were so talented. So let's talk about Johann Schmidt. He grew up poor. He grew up orphaned. Yeah. His mother died in childbirth, oh. delivering him. Of course, of course his, his father blamed him for that. Very similar to uh, George R. R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire, sure. the character Tyrion, of course. if you're familiar there. His father, unlike Tyrion's father, committed suicide early in Johan's life. That left Johan kind of on the street. He was taken... Oh. Um, Sort of taken in by a Jewish family, not, you know, helped out. He was, you know, a general thug, a thief, the first person ever nice to him, the aforementioned Jewish family, head of the family, the father there. Uh, his daughter was the first person that was ever really nice to him. And subsequently, Johan tried to force himself upon her because of that, which, you know, just proves this guy's just evil. I like that they've painted his past, though, in a... I'm not going to say in a way where you can sympathize with him fully, but just that the groundwork was laid, Chris. It's character development, and, and it's a logical evolution instead of just... It's tragic. Right. And it of course, he turns this tragedy into pure evil. It's it's very evocative of all sorts of Shakespeare, and, and we've talked about Star Wars on the show. There's all sorts of things that are like the same situation where a character is presented with choices and they choose the wrong path. Exactly. Very, very evocative of Darth Vader, sort of things like that. This guy goes even further than some of those villains. After this, this is during the rise of the Nazi party in Germany. Johann, whom is a very smart fellow, That's right. decides to put himself directly in the path of the head of the Nazi party, Adolf Hitler. He engineers an assassination attempt upon Hitler talk some people into doing it, and then foils it himself to gain <laughs> Hitler's trust. Oh, man. Thus becoming Hitler's chosen protege. Sure. Trained as and becomes his right-hand man, ends up running all terrorist and uh, saboteur activities sure. in Europe for the Nazi party. He's like a unaffiliated group specialized 
team he kind of runs right. within the Nazi party, even though he's not technically a Nazi. And the sense of he's part of the SS or the army, he's kind of like group that no one knew existed. Right. Hitler is the one who gives him his red skull mask that later becomes his actual face. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so naturally, uh, Johan is thwarted by Captain America throughout the war. Of course. Which begins their epic Epic, epic rivalry yeah. that just stretches throughout <laughs> the century. Yeah, it's the Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader sort of scenario. It, it, it's a very similar story. Next comes the way the Red Skull stays relevant. Not a block of ice. It is not a block of ice. It's kind of similar. Every so often, a uh, incredibly powerful supervillain emerges named the Sleeper. And the sleeper oh. is a doomsday device, spearheaded, thought of, the, the mind child of the Red Skull. And the Red Skull always kind of resurfaces during these times, or at least the memory of him does. He has come back as a clone of himself. He's come back as a clone of, of Steve Rogers, Captain America. He just keeps resurfacing like pure evil itself. Kind of a, a metaphor for evil, I think. Yeah, evil in the world is always going to exist, and he's a constant reminder of its face. So I'll talk about him in the MCU, Chris. We did this in our last episode with Cap. Of course, Red Skull has less appearances in the films than Cap, but we're going to go through them in chronological order once again. So his first appearance is Captain America, the first Avenger. So much so, he is the primary villain, the primary antagonist of the entire film wonderfully played by the way oh my gosh yeah hugo weaving is a favorite actor of mine in these type of roles he has the voice he has the look he has the presence on the set so much so that he's even been cast as positive and you know non-villainous characters that still have something off about them case in point elrond in the lord of the rings right like someone who's clearly a good guy but he is not of this world that is hugo's style and i love that he's played this character in the mcu he played it wonderfully and really captured that inhuman quality oh, yeah. about the red skull incredibly sinister so of course the next film we have chris is the avengers he's mentioned the conflict is mentioned with him and of course we even have some dialogue with nick fury and steve which references the past and strange things that happened in the past the avengers it's a, it's a good mention of him right but let's move on to captain america the winter soldier there's actual scenes shown of red skull once again homage pulling back from the past nothing new but he of course is mentioned so once again we have these pivotal captain america movies Red Skull always comes up. It's almost like Captain America drives the narrative. Certainly, Chris. And the next film we have, which was a complete shock to me in the theater as I saw on opening night, and I was just jaw dropped. Avengers Infinity War. Red Skull. I was not ready for this. He, Neither. he has changed shape. He has evolved. He has changed. He is no longer who he once was, but now he is a symbol in a way very He's evocative a of his use in the comics as well he's like an angel of death now a guardian of sorts of course when thanos goes with gamora technology had advanced so much now that red skull could be done purely cgi right which was not the case before and makes more sense for the spectral form of him 
this ghost form. His face is hollow looking. He, he's thinner. He's a floating specter. I loved it so much. And every time we do this section, it just makes me want to rewatch the entire Marvel U. Oh, it certainly. really does. And of course, we end on his last appearance thus far, which is Avengers Endgame, when the timeline has changed and they go back to the world where Thanos right. and Gamora went. And of course, they encounter Red Skull again, this time Natasha and Clint. So cool that this is a reoccurring thing. He is very central. Uh, he is a major, major villain in the Marvel Universe. And I love that they represented that in the cinematic universe. You know, this is cool stuff. That could have just been a ghost, Chris. That could have just been a generic easy ghost. They really tied all this together nicely, it being the face of evil. And now it's almost like he is he's in limbo. He's in prison. He's in his own version of the afterlife where he's stuck guarding this soul stone. In finishing our lore section, Chris, are there any comic book or media recommendations about this character? I want to strongly recommend something by one of my favorite writers, Rick Remender. He did a run of Uncanny Avengers back in 2012. It's very centered around Red Skull being the main villain. It's wonderful. It also happens to deal with Captain America. He forms the Unity Squad. He puts Havoc, one of my favorite mutants, in charge of this Avengers squad to really try to bridge that gap between the mutants and the regular world and, and really the red skull comes into play and it's just, it's so wonderful. It's such a well a cool written story. Tie it red skull. really, really illustrates how evil red skull is it's very well done. And I love when he is evil because that is his thing. And once again, Chris, you said mutants, we keep doing it. We can't get away from it. We are X-Men fanatics. Take a drink. Bring me Logan. Yeah. Someone take a drink at home. We can't get over it. Chris, the other day I was thinking about just Charles Xavier sitting in the deployment zone, never leaving it. The whole I hope game. he never moves. That's I hope he hoping. just can't get away with not moving him. He just starts in the deployment zone where you deploy him. And the rest of the game, he's giving abilities to other characters, moving characters through means. I cannot wait. And let's not even talk about Logan or Nightcrawler or these other characters that I am. You want Logan. I want X-23. <laughs> I want X-23 as well. Careful now. We just know Logan's coming because it's just money. It's Wolverine. Licensed to print money. Of course, Nightcrawler and things like that. Can you imagine Nightcrawler's movement? I oh, it's going to be so cool. Wait. It's going to go I through. hope we get a swashbuckling Nightcrawler model. Maybe a Gen Con exclusive? I don't know. Just an idea, Atomic. <laughs> so that's our lore discussion on Red Skull. We did get distracted by X-Men again at the end. We will reel it back in. We always but will. But we need to move over to strategy. So let's talk about the strategy and the stats here. Red Skull, his alter ego being Johann Schmidt. So here's how his healthy side is going to read. He's going to be stamina 6, medium speed, height 2, Threat 4, Physical Defense 4, Energy Defense 3, Mystic Defense 3. That's right, Chris, and his day's side is exactly the same. So that's notable because he still has the 6 stamina, he has the same move, he has the same defense on every stat, uh, the 4-3-3. And I say that's important because last time we had Cap, he had 5 stamina on his healthy side, but he had 6 on his day's side. This time we have 6, the beginning with Red Skull, 6 again. And, you know, they have similar stats, Chris, except, of course, Cap has a better energy defense. Right. But they're very similar. So Red Skull has a little bit more health. Cap has a little bit more defense. Other than that, 
they're almost exactly the same. Same height, same threat, same move, everything. Right. So let's move into Red Skull's attacks. So let's start with his zero power cost strike. This is the same kind of strike that every character will have. No power. They won't all be the same, but they will all have a couple zero power moves. So Red Skull Strikes reads like this. After this attack is resolved, this character gains power equal to the damage dealt. It's range 2, strength 5, zero power costs. And if you roll a wild, you gain push. Before damage is dealt, this character may push the target character away a short distance. So let me mention something while we're here, Chris. I'm so glad we did these back-to-back, of course, intentional. Zero cost strike, range 2, strength 5, a wild push. That is exactly the same as our hero, Captain America. Crazy. Exactly the same. So, of course, these guys are antithesis to each other, but it's so cool their strike is the same. But let's move on to Red Skull's real abilities. This is where it's going to get a little wild. So his first ability, Chris, is so cool. It's called Cosmic Blast. It's range four, strength five, one power cost. Similar to Cap's shield, except Cap's shield has a zero power cost and less strength. And, of course, Cap's shield ignores line of sight. Red Skulls, you need to meet the line of sight. So range four, five strength attack, pretty good. Has a wild ability called Sap Power. I think this is where it's really at. That is where it shines. Before damage is dealt, the target character loses one power for each wild in the attack roll, and this character gains that amount of power. The high roll on that can be so crazy. That can be game-changing late game. That's true, Chris. And once again, economy. Takes a lot of luck, but... (laughs) It could be. So how Cap gave the economy for his team, for the Avengers affiliation, with the leadership ability a day like any other. Red Skull has already, from the very start, some economy-based abilities into his basic attacks. I'm very interested in this. Keep in mind, this doesn't break line of sight rules like the Shield Smash does, but it's a similar strength. It does cost one power. But what's cool is you you pay a power for this, Chris, and then ideally you gain at least one power back. So in theory, this could be a zero-cost attack every turn because a net positive. For a five-strength attack, that's pretty nice. Of course, these are all based around the cube, which we haven't talked that much about well, we're yet. we're about to because the next ability we have is Unleash the Cube. Oh, boy. And it reads this like this. If this attack deals damage... After it is resolved, this character may throw the target character short. That's right. It is a four range, seven strength, Whew. four power cost attack. Now that's pretty expensive, but when you re when you hear what I'm <laughs> about to say, you will understand why it costs that much. Love it. If you roll a wild, you gain the reality warp special condition here. Sure. And it reads like this. After this attack is resolved, the target character and characters Within range one of the target character gained the stun special condition. Red Skull is not affected by reality warp. Holy so, cow. So <laughs> if you hit Captain America with this and you roll a wild. Range one. Every unit, allied and enemy. I'm glad you mentioned that. Range one from Captain America. Except the man who holds the cube himself, Red right, Skull. Will be stunned. All right, let me talk about That's why wild. this is a big deal, Chris. In this game, you get two actions. If you have a condition token, like a stun or a bleed or something like that we talked about in the past, 
you have to spend an action to remove it. You cannot do anything else. Um, you could take the bleed and continue, but the stun, you could do nothing else. So you're essentially with this dealing good damage. It's strength seven and taking away actions from other characters, which essentially is the best thing you can do in this entire game is take away actions from other players. It's even better than killing them in some ways. Yeah. Obviously when you kill them, they can take any more actions, but that takes time and focus. It sets them back half a turn. It certainly does, Chris. And this is a good way to what I think is a strong ability to do here is focus fire. Someone who's already wounded down with the cube, kill them. This is seven strength, kill them and then trigger this ability to Mm -hmm. stun the healthy characters Mm -hmm. around who can respond the next turn. Now, when they respond, they have to spend one or two actions to remove their stun. They are much weaker this is huge against characters like the Hulk with high threat. Oh my gosh. The Hulk is so powerful in this game, but if you can put conditions on him, you can slow him down and stop him. Absolutely. This is a great way to do that. I love that Red Skull can even walk in and do this because he's not affected by the reality warp. It's range four or less. Remember in this game, Chris, everything is up to the range. Right. He could walk into a group and kind of do this bomb. It's amazing. It's and a little bomb. You can almost you can almost see the visual effects <laughs> of the cosmic cube from it's cinematic from the from the cinematic movies from oh the cinematic gosh. universe. So just good. that that white white blue that white. sphere Whew. just radiating out from from the target the the concrete cracking. Oh, it's just man. It's one of the things that makes this game so fun are these cinematic moments. Just without a doubt, be willing to let your mind run with what's happening. You get immersed, and it's just great. I love how much control he has, and moving on with his control and his economy, because that seems to be his focus: is control, economy, and range. Let's mm-hmm. talk about his next ability, which of course is the leadership ability, Chris. Which once again, this is not common in the game thus so right. far. So we talked about last episode. Steve has the Avengers ability. Let's talk about the Cabal affiliation ability. Master of Evil. Each time an allied character damages an enemy character with an attack, after the attack is resolved, the attacking character gains one power. So earlier we talked about Captain America's ability to reduce the superpower of characters by one, only applying to superpowers. This is a generic one power, Chris. Every time someone deals damage, they get one power. Does this stack on top of a regular strike? Yes. When a character does a regular strike, they gain power equal to the damage dealt. If they are Cabal faction, which means 50% or more of their faction is the Cabal affiliation, they will gain one more power as long as Red Skull is alive. Once again, just like Captain America, the longer Red Skull is alive, the more economy you're going to have throughout the entire game. And for a value-based gamer such as myself, you just want to keep him alive to gain that value, baby. That's right, Chris. So I love that these are the antithesis of each other. Like Caps is making everybody's superpower costs one less as long as he's alive. Red Skulls is if he's alive, every time someone attacks at anger, they gain one power. Now, what's really interesting to me about this, Chris, and I got to mention while we're here, this has a higher ceiling than Caps ability. Caps ability caps once a turn. <laughs> I'm looking at myself as I say caps. Uh, it caps once a activation, right? It's one superpower. Per activation. You couldn't do two superpowers, reduce it. It's just once. Red Skulls is every time an allied character damages an enemy character. It's only one extra power. No matter how much damage you put on for that attack, it'll only be one power. But you know so what I'm about that. to say. What I'm about to say is this game breaks the rule. We talked about this right. in our core set episode two episodes ago. This game breaks the rule that some miniatures games have, which is more than one attack a turn if you want to. I think Red Skull is even 
later in the game when you get closer to people and you're around the objectives. Well, and you have more power unleashing heavier attacks. That's right. And you're doing double attacks because you, right. you now don't have to move to do double attacks. It's higher ceiling for sure. When a character does a double attack, now they have a higher chance to gain two power because they can gain attack per power. Really good affiliation ability. I don't think we're going to get off this for a while. And the game is evocative of this, Chris, because Black Panther is Avengers affiliation and Killmonger is Cabal. Right. So the first expansion right out the gate, we're getting right into this. It's not going to go away, folks. <laughs> You're going to be using these two models for a long time. So like I said with Cap, spend some extra time on this paint. Oh, yeah. You got to get that uh, ambient lighting from the cube. Absolutely. Good stuff. But let's move on to Red Skull's superpowers. His first superpower is an active superpower. So Caps were very reactive. Red Skulls are very active, very thematic. The first active superpower is the Cosmic Cube. This character gains three power. Roll five dice. For each failure rolled, this character suffers one damage. The superpower can only be used once per turn. It is a zero power cost. Oh my gosh, Chris, this is so thematic. It is so... It is. Push it, push it, push it. And it is turn one power generation. This is... Take a little damage, who cares? Right. Cube's giving you power. Gaining an advantage in the economy. I love it. From the beginning of the game. That's right. It can be wild. It can hurt, but the payoff can just be wild. Well, let's talk about this, Chris. This is zero power cost, and you might take some damage. That's okay, because you're going to gain three power. Mm -hmm. Well, now you can do Cosmic Blast, which costs one power, and potentially get the wild ability on that, where you sap power from the enemy by doing Cosmic Blast. There's a lot of correlations and a lot of synergy here, but let's move on to the next ability of Red Skull, which is Active Master of the Cube. Master of the Cube reads like this. Choose this character or another allied character within range four of this character and place it within range two of its current position. (laughs) That's range six, people. That's crazy. (laughs) A character can be placed by the superpower only once per turn. It is a three cost. So let's let's think about this. Turn one, activate cosmic cube. Gain three power. Next thing we're doing, we're going to move a full move with maybe... Let's say crossbones. Okay. We're going to activate Red Skull again. We're going to Master of the Cube, crossbones, another range two movement towards the enemy. And for a low movement character with such a high physical attack, such high melee attacks, it's just crazy. Just get them up in it. Yeah. My first thought with this, Chris, of course, is... Hulk on a bad guy team. Oh my gosh, I've been thinking that too. I wanted to use someone that we were going to cover <laughs> sooner than Hulk. I agree though. Great example because he's the slowest character on the villain side of the game thus far. You're going to go, here's our villains right off the core set. Right. We're focusing on core set right now. You're absolutely right, Chris. Maybe on Red Skull's turn, maybe something like this. He does Cosmic Cube, gains some power, or and then just Cosmic Blast somebody, gets more power. Mm. The next turn, he goes first again. Right. Moves somebody with the Master of the Cube. And then shoots again. So then you go to your next activation, which is crossbones. He's already in it. He's already there. Now he can double attack or he can potentially do his little charge into an attack. So so gross. Into someone that maybe already has the stunned condition. This is a So they're not going to be able to react very well. It's just crazy stuff. It's potential snowball level is nuts. That's right, Chris. I'm going to talk about his last ability, which is a reactive ability. Oh my goodness. This is so thematic. This is so opposite of Captain America mechanically, and it is so good. Hail Hydra. When this character is targeted by an attack, it may use this superpower. Choose an allied character within range two 
to become the new target of the attack, regardless of range or line of sight. So this is literally the opposite of Captain America. You're going to want Red Skull in the middle of your group, just like Captain America, but he's not going to bodyguard. He's going to do the opposite. He's not going to die. He's going to be directing those shots towards someone you do want taking him. That's right. Your crossbones. Yep. Your Hulk. That's right. Your juggernaut when he comes out. That's right. I cannot wait. I for mean, literally Ultron, right? Literally Ultron. Ultron. So He's going to be right there. Ultron literally has a power that brings him back from the dead. That's right. Of course you want him soaking shots. It's so good. So Captain America is the opposite. He's taking the damage for everybody else. He's taking the defensive roles on his own defensive roles. Red Skull is the opposite. You want him around a long time because he's a control piece and a economy generator. So you're going to push these attacks off on someone else. The Hell Hydra ability. So good. So thematic. You could push it off on that crossbones, then reduce the damage with crossbones built in ability. Mm-hmm. So good. We're going to get into more of this in the future, but we have to lay this groundwork now. We see the groundwork in front of us that is Captain America's defensive economy based for the heroes. And Red Skull is aggro control economy based for the villains. And it's just so thematic. It's so good. This master of evil ability being so aggro, the more aggro you are, the more power you gain. It's just crazy. And not to mention you have two completely different ways to play the game in the core set. Just the core set. You have a defensive. You have a very defensive oriented Avengers squad. You have a very offensive control oriented cabal squad you can literally just switch switch sides and feel like you're playing an entirely new game yeah and you're right chris and it's very thematic too because the avengers are better at superpowers but the cabal are better at dealing damage it's just kind of this weird trade-off where it's like how can you use these things correctly at the right time but also let's not forget about things like master of the cube we didn't harp on it too much earlier but it's this is huge for the game chris there's a reason it can only be used once per turn this wins you objectives Absolutely. You go last with Red Skull on a turn. You move somebody, maybe even himself, to the objective, claim it. You get the points that round. Or even move them behind cover where they weren't previous. Maybe someone's carrying an objective and needs to get hidden or get out of melee or get out of range from a range for oh, yeah. Captain America shield toss. I love that. I love that this says, choose this character or an allied character because clearly... If this would be enemy characters, this would be the most broken ability in the entire game. Because you could just move people off objectives way far away. You could Absolutely. do all, you could move Hulk where he can never get in, whatever. But this is so good, Chris, for the end of round claiming objectives. It costs three power, so you're gonna want to be fed at this point. Right. But its position is this game. You win this game by positioning and objectives. You don't win by killing things. Killing things helps that goal a lot. <laughs> but it's huge. Like someone like we talked about. Zemo or Natasha, we talked about in the first episode, they are objective runners. They are in the thick of things. If you can control one of them and ruin their objective plans, you're ahead and you're going to win the game because you win the game off of objectives. That's where the stun special condition comes in so handy. The push from his initial strike. That reality warp. Unleash the cube. Master of Evil. We haven't even really touched on that in concert with the rest of his kit. His allies too, right, Right. Chris? Automatically, if you think about how Captain America's, he reduces his team members. The Avengers work well as a team. That's right. The villains are used to working by themselves. When they attack individually, they gain more power. It's so well done, so well written, so well thought out. It just blows my mind. What more can we say? We're going to have more deep dives in Red Skull in the future, but of course, this is our initial corset look at him. We hope you guys enjoyed it. 
Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. Catch our streams of Marvel Crisis Protocol at twitch.tv slash Fury's Finest. And our streams of Star Wars Legion at twitch.tv slash the Canon Cantina. Follow the show on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast, Instagram at Fury's Finest, and Facebook.com slash Fury's Finest. Email us at furiesfinest at gmail.com. Continue to leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. We will read these on future mailbag episodes. Thank you to everyone so far who's left us an Apple review. Helps us out a lot. Even if you just have a brief moment, just pull up your Apple device and give us a five-star review. It helps us scale the Apple algorithm. We want to thank Approaching Nirvana for our intro and outro music. And please help spread the word about our show by liking, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. That is right, Chris. And you guys can find me, Jesse, on Twitter and Instagram at J-E-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. You can find my Star Wars podcast and Star Wars show at the... C-A-N-O-N-C-A-N-T-I-N-A. That's a weekly Star Wars podcast. What a time to be a Star Wars fan. And you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, C-H-R-I-S-B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. Thanks for listening, true believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. you know this place so well a lifetime ago i too sought the stones but it cast me out banished me here guiding others to a treasure i cannot possess